0: Isn't my intro music fun? I really like it. I don't know about you, I've been listening to a whole bunch of them before I picked that one. I was actually gonna go for something more like this. (laughs) Anyway, that's the theme music of Wonder Woman, but um, copyrights and royalties and stuff like that. So I couldn't use that. But um, I like what I have. Anyways, um, I am going to do a couple of podcasts about the call of God. I think it's an awesome topic to talk about. And the first question that I am going to answer that maybe a lot of people have and um, a lot of people have asked me is, uh, are you called by God? So people want to know, is God calling me to do anything basically and i know i had that question as a matter of fact i never even heard about the call of god going to church for nine years since i was 10 years old and i thought that christianity is basically going to church every time the doors are open uh, being a blessing in the church helping out where you can and then just uh, being a good person the rest of the time and obviously trying to do your best to love the Lord and love people and that's what I thought Christianity was nobody talked about the call of God nobody talked about revival the fire of God and things like that so um, very clearly the answer to the question are you called by God am I called by God is answered in his word so I'm gonna to read to you 2nd Timothy chapter 1 verse 9 it says who has saved us and called us with an holy calling not according to our works but according to his own purpose and grace which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began so we see here God has saved you and called you. You cannot be saved but not called. Salvation goes together with God's plan for the rest of your life. God does not create you without planning something awesome for you to do. Which by the way, if God calls you, he doesn't call you to do something that's not awesome. So You are not here for no reason. There's more than just going to church and trying to be good, trying to stay away from sin, trying to change, trying to pray more. There is more to the Christian life. Jesus paid for more than just people living a good life and being good people. He didn't just buy your salvation. He bought your whole life. And why would he buy something that is then useless why did he purchase your salvation and actually nothing more than that and so let's go to first corinthians chapter 1 verses 24 to 31 i'm going to read that in the amplified classic version it says but to those who are called whether jew or greek gentile christ is the power of god and the wisdom of god this is because the foolish thing that has its source in God is wiser than men. And the weak thing that springs forth from God is stronger than men for simply consider your own call brethren. Not many of you were considered to be wise according to human estimates and standards, not many influential and powerful, not many of high and noble birth. No, for God selected deliberately chose what in the world is foolish to put the wise to shame and what the world calls weak to put the strong to shame. And God also selected and deliberately chose what in the world is lowborn and insignificant and branded and treated with contempt. Even the things that are nothing that he might disp- depose and bring to nothing the things that are so that no mortal man should have a pretense for glorying and boast in the presence of God but it is from him that you have your life in christ jesus whom god made our wisdom from god revealed to us a knowledge of a divine plan of salvation previously hidden manifesting itself as our righteousness and thus making us upright and putting us in right standing with god and our consecration making us pure and holy and our redemption providing our ransom from eternal penalty for sin. So then, as it is written, let him who boasts and proudly rejoices and glories, boast and proudly rejoice and glory in the Lord. I cannot tell you how much I love this passage of scripture. I mean, if you feel um, unqualified, if you feel not good enough, if you feel weak, if you feel foolish, if you feel like you're uh, nothing, then uh, you are perfect material for God. And the awesome thing is that feelings mean nothing. Feelings completely can change. You know, you can take authority over your feelings. And actually, as a matter of fact, you have to, you have to line up to the word of God. You have to agree with the word of God and say, man, praise God. I'm a foolish thing. Praise God. I'm a weak thing that the Lord can use. And it's really not anything in my ability, my strength, my power, but God has truly chosen me simply because Christ has paid a price for me. I don't know if that doesn't make you uh, happy and excited, then what else can? But how do you know that God is actually calling you? So we read the scripture that you are called, you are saved and called. I can give you way more scripture than that, but one should be more than enough. You are called. Now, the question is, how do you get this knowing? How do you know that you are called? 1st Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 22 to 24 it says abstain from evil shrink from it and keep aloof from it in whatever form or whatever kind it may be and may the god of peace himself sanctify you through and through separate you from profane things make you pure and holy consecrated to god and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved sound and complete and found blameless at the coming of our lord jesus christ the messiah faithful is he who is calling you to himself and utterly trustworthy and he will also do it fulfill his call by hallowing and keeping you This is how you know that God is calling you. He himself has done a work to purchase your life and work through you and impact this world through you. Obviously. It's hard to know if God is calling you if you're still messing around in sin. That's why it's saying you have to abstain from evil. You have to separate yourself. If there's compromise in your life, you will not clearly hear the voice of God. If you constantly override the Holy Spirit and don't follow the Holy Spirit and keep on grieving him, you will not know that he's speaking to you to do something greater, to do something more, because you're still with one foot in the world. You need to have a revelation of the fact that you can live a holy life first and foremost, and that is possible by the power of the Holy Spirit. As long as you are compromising, the enemy will always use that against you, especially when you come in the presence of God. When you have no confidence before God, you cannot come before him by faith and truly receive And I love what the Amplified Version says in the book of James, chapter 4. I'm going to read verses 8 to 10. Come close to God, and He will come close to you. Recognize that you are sinners. Get your soiled hands clean. Realize that you have been disloyal, wavering individuals with divided interests, and purify your hearts of your spiritual adultery. As you draw near to God, be deeply penitent and grieve, even weep over your disloyalty let your laughter be turned to grief and your mirth to dejection and heartfelt shame for your sins and now my favorite verse verse 10 humble yourselves feeling very insignificant in the presence of the lord and he will exalt you he will lift you up and make your lives significant You know, the first couple of verses that I read here, those are not a continual state. When you receive Christ, you are dying to sin. You are dead to sin and you become a completely new creation. But in order to come to him in the first place, you need to come with humility. You need to realize that you are not perfect and you have made mistakes. But once he saves you and cleanses you and purifies you, he is the one who qualifies the called. And so this humility before God is a continual state, but not the mentality of being a sinner. That only happens the first time when you come to Christ, you recognize that you are a sinner, then you receive him and you are not a sinner anymore. You are washed and cleaned by the blood of Jesus and you have become his righteousness. And you can be humble, but yet confident. It is not a contradiction. Christ was confident yet. He humbled himself before God. And we see this especially in the garden of Gethsemane. So this is what it comes down to. You just have to say, yes, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. You have to know that you are called because you have to agree with what the word of God says and that it is actually speaking to you. So before I close I'm going to read one more scripture in 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9, it says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That means first and foremost, the Lord calls you out of the state of being lost, being unsaved, into salvation. Yet why would the Lord call you into salvation and the only thing that He has for you to do is to just make it to heaven, to just do your best and make it to heaven, which comes back to the first scripture that we read, that He has saved you and called you. So He's calling you, first of all, to be saved, and secondly, to live in the fullness of that salvation and everything that has been made available to you. And that is a way big topic to talk about that will take a couple of more podcasts. So I'm going to close this one out. Know that you are called no matter who you are, no matter where you've been, no matter what you have done, you are called by God. And what that call is besides being saved, we're going to talk about in the next podcast. So stay tuned and thanks for listening. God bless you guys.